just generally get better and let that apply to the specific things you do in life. It's about more than what you live. All right, guys, we are back for week two of the functional movement discussion because Dan is such a huge fan of functional (laughs) (laughs) but uh, not in the way that you're thinking of it. So um, we got a little bit of a background last week on functional movement or functional fitness or whatever you want to call it, and we talked a little bit about that stuff. Um, But you had said something that caught my attention, and that was specifically um, about the core. So what core training... Why is core training such a such a big thing now? I I really I don't know why like I don't know why. I mean, I think it's I think it comes a lot from rehab. You have a lot of personal trainers trying to be rehab therapists and then you have a lot of rehab therapists trying to be strength coaches, right? Um and I, th- I think that's where things start to get blurred. And I'm not saying there aren't people out there who could totally do that kind of thing because they're some of the best strength coaches I know are physical therapists. Um, they're MDs, right? I'm not saying that you can't be, but I think, um, I think that's a big, reason, a big reason why that there's a lot of that stuff out there. Um, once again, because I can understand, I can understand why an un- uneducated person would logically think, oh, that makes sense, right? Like my core needs to be strong because everything attaches there. Um, it's the midsection of my body, so I want to make sure that that's strong. And I mean, I, I, I get it. It makes sense as to why people think that they need to train the core, and they're absolutely right. You know, the, the middle of your body needs to be strong too. Your entire body needs to be strong. It's not, it's not a disagreement among the fact that the, the core, which I just, that, that word too gets, you know, it becomes jargon after a while. Um, but the midsection of your body, why that, that needs to be strong. Um, I agree with people that that does, but just the methodology of going about it, um, for the most part, I think, uh, most of the things out there to train your core, do this core workout, right? This one, do the planks, do the sit-ups, do this, do that. Um, I think that it's, it's a waste of time to do that for most people in the world. Yeah. You know what I think? I think this comes from a couple of different places. And one is kind of our obsession with abs. You know, that's that's part of it. So, you know, if people think if you train your core, you're going to get abs. Like, I know I thought for a long time if I just did enough sit-ups, I would have abs. Little did I know my parents did not provide me with genetics to easily <laughs> obtain abs. So anyway, um, so there's that. And then the other thing is I think – and this is probably the fault of barbell magazines or body bodybuilding magazines, I should say, not barbell magazines. Um, and this this affects people, I think, more than they even know. But we've gotten so into specific exercises for specific body parts, you know, um, isolating the individual muscles instead of working everything as one large system, like your body is one large system. No, you've got to do like. You've got to hit the front of your delt. You've got to hit the side of your delt. You've got to hit the rear of your delt. You need to use a different exercise for each one of those. And you know what? You need to do leg raises for your lower abs. You need to do crunches for your upper abs. And you need to do planks for the whole thing. So um, 
What do you th- I think I think that's part of it, you know. And again, the reason I contribute to this is because I'm coming from slightly more of a layperson's perspective, you know. Yeah, yeah. Having bought so much of this stuff in the past, and yeah. These and things. I did too. I mean, I that's how I started out. I started out like bodybuilding, and you know what? In the sport of bodybuilding, doing those types of things, by all Makes means, sense. go for it. You but, have to do it if you're a bodybuilder. Yeah, but we're not training bodybuilders, right? We're not talking right. about – most people listening to this don't want to be bodybuilders. They want to be stronger and healthier people. Um, and so that's where I, I think – that you know, that, that brings up something I've thought about before and I, and I just forgot to mention it about like why. Why are people like going into this functional training so specifically? Why, like, why are they picking these very, very specific exercises? Why are they – um, isolating one muscle group and saying that that's the reason that you know your back hurts and you're weak is because your core isn't strong and and I think what it is, is exactly what you said who like who named the muscle groups you know human beings named the muscle groups we did it they're arbitrary names everything is really if you really want to get that philosophical Every, tree is a tree because you know someone a long time ago was like that's a freaking tree we're gonna call that a tree and everyone was like sounds good right like. It came from whatever, Latin meaning, right? But even those words came from just random sounds. So we arbitrarily, if you think about that, I think that thinking through that and then looking at the body now, almost taking a step back as if you're like an alien who doesn't, who doesn't know anything. It's like, oh, like these things all work together, right? And even if you think about it too, like no matter what, there's, I don't think there's any movement where you can isolate one specific muscle. Like there's always muscles that are antagonists or agonists or whatever they're they, like. They, um, like if you do a bicep curl, right? Like it's not just your biceps that are flexing, right? You're gonna flex. You know, there's other muscle groups and there's two. There's the coracobrachialis. There's the brachialis. There's there's more than one. Interesting thing here too, right? The biceps aren't even the primary. Uh, upper arm flexor, like the brachialis. You could, my, my grandfather, maybe I should say it that way. You don't even need the biceps, right? My grandfather, he, he tore both of his biceps and they're both up in his shoulders. And now, but he still flexes his arms, right? So that's just a really good example though of like, look, this works as a system. These aren't, you're not a bunch of individual components. You're a bunch of components that all work together. And so that's why, like, if you think about training movements, that work muscle groups rather than training muscle groups, right? It's going to be a much more effective approach for getting stronger and for getting in better shape. Yeah, you're right. It's it's almost impossible to isolate something. I don't know. Have you ever done crunches and your neck started to hurt? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, you're using it somehow. But yeah, so that that's interesting. So I don't know. In case you guys out there in the world can't figure it out. Dan and I are both huge proponents of barbell training as the functional movement um, training that you need to do. And it's, you know, you can elaborate a little more on this, but it's because it works the body as a system. And I mean, you want to work your core? Why don't you stand up straight with a heavy bar on your back? You know, That'll make your core strong. It has to be. Exactly. Because if, you, if you're standing up or if you're sitting up, like right now, if you're sitting in your – excuse me. If you're sitting in your car or if you stand up out of your car after this is over, if you're standing up without folding over, your core is working. Your midsection is keeping you up there along with a bunch of other muscles in your body too. Okay? So exactly like Maddie said, what's going to work your midsection or your core better? 
doing a bodyweight plank and holding it for time, or progressively increasing the weight that you're holding on your back over the course of six weeks, six months, six years, right? When you can go from squatting 135 pounds to squatting 405 pounds, right? Do you think that person with a 405 pound squat whose core has to support them underneath 405 pounds of load, do you think that's weaker than somebody who does body weight uh, planks or even if you put weighted planks on there, even if you put 100 pounds on there, it doesn't matter. It's still not as much resistance as 405 pounds would be. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I guess here's the other thing I was thinking of, because I'm going to get out of my depth really fast so you can take over and, and save me here. But like, um, isn't there also going to be a difference when you're when you're looking at doing a plank, which like you said, I mean, you can't really progressively load a plank for that long. Uh, it just doesn't work. And, and that's primarily an isometric contraction, right? Because you're just, you're getting up there and you're holding it. So aren't you going to get more benefits from the squat where you're not just isometrically holding it, but you're, you're working in other, well, in other dimensions that, too. It depends on what you're referring to as the core, right? If you're referring to the core as the abdominals and the, like the really? back, then you are isometrically contracting those. But to me, like really the core I'd say is more the hips. Um, and you even hear people, mm. you even, I've even heard this. There's a million different definitions. Everyone defines it their own way. I've heard it. I've heard it from knees to shoulders I've heard it from like a lot of people with like the lay person comes in, they're talking about their abs. That's right. the first thing people point at. True. But I would argue that it's, you know, if you're going to call something the core, I'd say it's your hips. Because how much, like if you, the core is the center of something, you know, if, if there is, there are dozens of muscles that attach to the hips. So I would argue that that's the core, right? So it depends on what you're talking about as the core. If you're talking about the abs, then you're going to – you're essentially you're doing a very similar type of activity if you're isometrically holding those abs, right? And now if you're isometrically holding those your abs tight against your body weight in a plank compared to isometrically contracting your abs with 250 pounds on your back, it's still working and better in that manner. Right, and if you're talking about your hips and you're working your core, and people, you'll see people do things like glute hip bridges, one-legged glute hip bridges, where you put one leg on the ground, you're laying on your back, and you thrust your hips up into the air. Right, doing that, right, with body weight or 100 pounds or whatever it is, versus going through a full range of motion squat with two, 300 pounds on your back. Still, which one's going to be more effective? at helping you to get better at producing force, which is getting stronger. It's going to be the thing that you have to produce more force against. It's like not that complicated, but for some reason, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I really, I, I genuinely don't know. Me and my brother will talk about this all the time. Like he's a chiropractor. He went to chiropractic school. By the end of school, he's like, what the hell? This was not what I was thinking it was going to be like. And so now he's reading starting strength. He's, he's kind of interning a little bit at the gym with me. He's learning to become a starting strength coach because he sees the value in this and how he can apply the useful things he did learn in chiropractic school to barbell training because he knows that the best way to fix people is through treating their bodies like it's a system and not isolating every little individual muscle group and doing 500 reps of lateral raises or doing external rotations to fix a rotator cuff 50 reps at a time. Like he knows that that stuff isn't as effective as doing other things that train the body in the manner that we're designed, which is as a system. It's a little bit of a tangent right there, but 
That was an awesome tangent, though. I think that's probably a great place to leave that. I mean, you know, if, if we want to think about functional training being something that helps you with your everyday life, then why not do it in a way that trains your entire body as a system that it operates in let me add every one, day of your life? Let me add one oh, more please, thing. Yeah, please right? do. Go ahead and close this one out. And we'll close out on this, right? Think of going into the gym as something that's going to make you generally better, right? When we talk about general, it's not specific. It's the opposite, okay? And so if you generally train your body to get stronger, to be in better physical condition, then that general work that you do will apply to the specific situations in life, right? So it, the way I think of it is like the ABCs, right? You, you cannot read your favorite books or any book without learning the ABCs, right? You cannot go in and read a specific book that you want to read without generally knowing how to read. It's the same concept in training, right? Generally get stronger, and that's going to apply to the specific things that you want to do in life. And then one last thing with that, an even bigger argument that I think maybe might even be more compelling against that functional training world, which doesn't matter because we're not talking to them anyway because they're not going to listen to this, and they're going to have their biases just like we do, but I think ours are better. <laughs> so um, The definition of bias. Exactly. So if – and it's very logical to think about this. If – you were to specifically train every movement that applies to everyday life, you would have to spend you would have to spend every minute in the gym. Because how many different movements do you go through throughout your entire life, through every day? Hundreds. You raise your arm up, you grab things, you do a bunch of different things all the time. You you're they're not trainable first off like we talked about. And they're too specific to be in the gym spending hours and hours and hours training a thousand different movements. Just Generally get better and let that apply to the specific things you do in life. We can close it out on that. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. Thank you for listening to More Than Strength. Be sure to check out morethanstrength.com slash podcast for links and show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and review on iTunes and tell a friend. Thanks.